Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. Uh, it is October 7th already, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. October is just flying by. <laughs> How I know, but it's, a fine month. it's my it's one of my favorite months, Leanne. Yeah, the weather is good practically everywhere in the country in October. It's a great month, Leanne. All right. Well, we have a full show. We were just saying we started with almost nothing, and then miraculously, <laughs> it looks like a full hour of entertainment has opened up. We're going to hear more about Ebola, of course. Julie, right there on the ground, uh, she has some picks and pans. I have some news follow-ups, things that we've talked about on Satellite Sisters that then became news stories. Uh, I have a great letter from a listener, and then uh, some observations about the George Clooney People magazine issue. So if you, if you haven't had a chance to get it, there are a couple reasons why it's worth seeking out. Uh, but first, Julie, what's up there in Dallas? What have you been doing this week with the kids? Well, well, Leon, we averted a school project disaster, <laughs> disaster. Now, now, as you know, we don't have any school age kids right. in my house. It's just my husband and me and the dog. Okay. But our granddaughter, Alice, who is in second grade, sent us this packet with a, a beautifully written, in cursive, I may say, for second grade. She wow. wrote it all in cursive. Yes, indeed. She has excellent penmanship. Mm. This was a Flat Stanley project. Now, oh, you're, yeah. you're familiar with that Flat Stanley. It's, um, it's a cutout of, uh, of uh, like, Stanley, mm-hmm. and the kids color it in, and um, then you send it to someone, and then they take Stanley on a trip, and you take a photograph of that, and it all goes back to the classroom, and they're going to have a big project, and they're going to have all these flat Stanley pictures from all over the place. You know, it's it's second grade, Leon. Mm-hmm. You know it's fun. Yeah. And, uh, and we were very honored um, that Alice selected Nana and Grandpa T. Mm-hmm. To be the recipients of the Flat Stanley thing. And we had discussed with her and she said, you know, really, why don't you just go down to the Asian Art Museum in Dallas and take Flat Stanley there? Because, you know, that's, you know, she she enjoys that museum and she would like to talk about that. And so that seemed easy. But and I should have done that, Leanne. I should have <laughs> done that. Like, because that's. That's what little Alice wanted us to do. But we didn't do that, Leanne. Oh, oh no, Leanne. Oh, no, Leanne. Because Did you overthink it? I, you... I overthought it, Leanne. I got just those competitive juices got going that for my granddaughter, I really wanted to win flat stamp. <laughs> you know, I just, I and I had the ideal plan, Leanne, because you know, I have, I'm married to international businessman, right? right. So he was going on a trip to London. So my mind is just reeling with excitement, <laughs> thinking about how we are just going to score big on this because we're going to take, fl- I'm going to let international business husband take Flat Stanley to London and take pictures of Flat Stanley in London. And we are just going to crush every other <laughs> child in second grade, yeah. right? Yeah. Can't you see this land? I was, I was thrilled about this. Grandpa T is totally in on this. And so he packs up Flat Stanley takes him to London. And I had given him some, you know, some, some guidance, Leanne. So I, who knows? Who, is that unexpected that <laughs> Nana would be giving, yeah. giving guidance about where he wanted to take pictures? I said, be sure to take a picture in Heathrow and then be sure to take a picture on the Heathrow experience. 
Express, which is the train that you take from the airport into central London, because I thought that would be good to have a picture of a train. Okay, so it's all you know. And then I said I wanted the pictures of the double decker buses. I, I had. Well, it was for continuity that. or something. Is this the Stad Vlad Stanley movie? You just wanted to get all the shots covered, so you all could... the shots, Lynn. Lynn. Okay, Lynn. I wanted to win yeah. Vlad Stanley. Okay, okay. So I think you understand that. Uh, so, so we, so, so we have it all planned out. Everything's, everything's fine. International business husband leaves on his trip. My phone rings at four in the morning. Okay. Oh. And that's not good. You know, right. that is not a good time for a phone to ring. And it is my husband. And he said, something terrible has happened. Okay. My heart is just sank. He said he had propped flat Stanley up. Um, on a sign that said, you know, the Paddington station. Okay. So he's at the train station with Platt Stanley and somehow Flat Stanley had slipped down behind the sign. Okay. <laughs> he killed him. He killed <laughs> Flat Stanley. He killed Flat Stanley. Okay. I, I, I did not accept that as an answer on the phone, Leon. I said, you have to get him out. There is no, there is, we cannot go, we cannot disappoint our granddaughter. You have to do everything in your power. I don't care if you miss your international business meetings. You have to get flat Stanley. I mean, Leon, what are we going to do? I thought, I and, and my husband is, he is like, he, he knows this is really bad. And he has, he has tried, he is now, he's standing there in a train station in London and he's like ramming things down behind this sign <laughs> to get flat Stanley loose. He's in a total sweat. He just got off the plane. He is just, I mean, he, I'm surprised he's not in jail because he right, was, I know. Was, hey. Thinks he's planting a bomb or something. Instead so, of... I, I, I mean, I said, do not call me back until you have Flat Stanley. I, I just, I just, I like that he called you. Like, what could you do? Why? I don't know. He's like, well, do you think you could draw another Flat Stanley? Do you think we could go back to Alice? And, you know, maybe I, I was like, no, we can't. You have got to get Flat Stanley out. Okay. So then I, I said, get help. And so he commandeers two people at the Paddington train station in London. And uh, these are people that typically are involved in the maintenance of the train station. (laughs) So they're over there. They have no idea what Flat Stanley is. They just see this like crazy American man, like, you know, trying to stick his fat fingers down behind the sign. And it's all filled with gum and it's gross. And Flat Stanley is not coming out. So he explains and they're like, well, you know, the only thing we can do is like, you know, really take the sign down and we'll need to get a screwdriver and do that. And my husband's like, yes, do that, do that. He said, but in order to do that, we have to put in a work order and it will take about 10 days to process the work order. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's an F for Alice. It's just lateness. It's going to go down one day, one one grade a day. This is so it is now I it just I don't know. I think I think perhaps my husband was crying at this point. I don't know what happened. But these uh, these two workers at Paddington Station, 
again, not even knowing what a flat Stanley was, took great pity on my husband, seeing that he was just in a full panic to get this thing out. And they went and they got a screwdriver. They unscrewed the sign. And lo and behold, Stanley came out. <laughs> Shoo. Phew, Leon. That's right. <laughs> and what did you learn from that? <laughs> Julie, that I should have just done what Alice Alice wanted. Just driven down to the Asian Art Museum, put Flat Stanley, you know, in front of the origami exhibit and just (laughs) called it quits. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but uh, Flat Stanley made it home. The project is complete. And I'll I'll wait to see what my grade is on the Flat Stanley project. (laughs) Okay. As if it's... As if it's not bad enough that parents are doing their children's homework. Now grandparents are actually getting in on the uh, grades, too. So excellent. Good work, Julie. Good work. Uh, Well, okay. Well, I went to something this week. I I mentioned it on the weekend show. Annabelle Gerwich is a writer and performer, and she was on Satellite Sisters a couple months ago to talk about her really funny book of essays about turning 50 called I See You Made an Effort. Now, Annabelle uh, is somebody who I admire because she's really created her her own career. Like she's a hybrid in an interesting way. She was an actress and then she figured out like there are no parts for me. So she started writing her own material and then she got into radio essays. She did a bunch on NPR for a while. Uh, She was very famously fired from a movie set and created a one woman show from that. And she's worked with her husband writing a book and then creating a two person play. Like she really uses her material in every form possible. So I was really pleased last week I got a um, an email like, hey, I'm testing my one-hour, one-woman stage show version of I See You Made an Effort. Will you come and be um, in a small group of critiquers? And she was just doing it in her house on a Saturday afternoon. And I was like, sure, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. And needless to say, it was fantastic. You know, the book was very funny, observations about turning 50, but it was a full book. And so the fact that she managed to synthesize the idea of, you know, the $150 face cream and your teenage son and dealing with your aging parents and what happened to my, you know, abdomen and all that kind of stuff, you know, the very real (laughs) fears about aging and the and they really, you know, uh, trite fears about aging. She managed to synthesize it all in a one-hour performance. And you, Julie, there were just four of us in the room, and Annabelle and the director. Uh, and I just admired that she just went for it. Like, that is not easy to do, sit in your mm-hmm. dining room and do a one-woman show for a group of four people that don't know each other and, you know, seek their critiques. And and then at the end, we were able to say what we liked, what we thought went on too long, what could use more. But I was just, first of all, it was hilarious, as it should mm-hmm. be, but also very touching. Like, she managed to just do an amazing job kind of getting the heart of the story into it, too, and and structuring it so it just really worked but it's just amazing that people open themselves up to critique like that because they think most people that is your worst nightmare is like letting them see an hour of your work and then saying okay go ahead what do you think (laughs) like that's not easy to do and I think we'd all be so better yeah I, I, I agree, Leon. I, I think that for a lot of people, you you know, you have the security of being on a team or being in a large organization. And so while you do work, 
it may, you, you're not really singled out for like a singular performance. But when you write a book, as you have, Leanne, or you do, you know, a one-woman show or something like that, it's just all you. You know, it is very, very uh, revealing and, uh, and you know, to be very honest like that is very, you know, is really a, a, a difficult, it puts you in a very vulnerable situation. Right. But it's something that with, you know, 20 years in her business that she's clearly very comfortable with and gotten over. And I admire that because when you're in a creative business, you get notes. That's just what you do. If you're, you know, even if you're in a high school production of Greece, at the end, the director gives you notes or, uh, you know, certainly when you're a writer, you get notes. When we started on the radio, we got notes every mm -hmm. single show from our producers. And that continued for many years. It wasn't like we ever, it seemed like we never did a perfect show, right? Was that my... <laughs> Well, my, my, I love my favorite producer note was uh, early in our career when we were at uh, public radio, the note was, Julie, just don't say anything. That was <laughs> good. That's a good note. That was a good note, Leah. You didn't that listen, but no, fortunately. It didn't stop me, Leah. But now, Leah, were you, did you feel like you were pulling punches uh, with, because no. she invited you over there, you're in her house, you don't want to... Maybe you don't want to be quite as brutally honest as you, you know, as you could be. Or did you feel like you gave her a uh, pretty candid uh, uh, review? Well, you know, there is an art to giving notes. And because I've been in enough writers groups now or creative environments where I've been or asked to give notes or read someone's novel or critique someone's podcast, there is an art to it. Like you don't want to slash and burn. You know, you, you want to, you know, give the, what is it called? Like the, the compliment sandwich, you know, yes. this good, this could need work, but this was great. And so I worked with that, but there, she nailed pretty much most of it. So I, I didn't feel like there was a lot I could say, but she was honestly asking for it. So like, yeah, I think that could be a little bit shorter. You don't need so many jokes there, but you know, really sit, lay into this material was really effective. So maybe a little bit more there, but no, I don't think anyone around the table pulled any punches. You know, she had come really far with the material, but it just made me realize the difference between being in a creative field. And like, if you're a bank teller, I don't think you get notes every day after work. Or my husband was saying in his job, one of the things, you know, you get reviews once a month, but mm -hmm. you know, he's actually started working uh, with someone there who gives him very honest notes about all his presentations. Like he is doing a million presentations now, which is kind of new for him. So there's a colleague there that will say, come in at six in the morning and she'll just rake him over the coals in the presentations. And he says he's become a much better presenter because of it. Like he wouldn't be nearly as successful. So it's just a reminder to me, like no matter what field you're in, you could always use some notes, you know? <laughs> Right. Should we give each other notes after no. this podcast? No, that is not constructive. There is, and the <laughs> notes are not like criticism. I think people hear criticism and that's, they right. take it so personally, you know, right. they just can't. Or they, they turn on the, the criticizer. But a critique or notes are different than criticism. And I just think yeah. it's a really helpful skill to learn. And I was reminded at my son's school, the art school, they do critiques on all their stuff. And the, the professors can be fairly brutal. And they mentioned in the parent... Um, you know, in the parent orientation that they have a lot of counselors on staff because the critiques can be very difficult for some of these kids, particularly in this generation where everything they've ever done has been fantastic. Project <laughs> you know? self-esteem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this 
Yeah. This it's the flat Stanley. Up. It's the flat Stanley kids. You know, they, uh, they have been, you know, gone over the top for every project they've ever done, but it's just a very helpful skill, you know, to be able to accept constructive criticism and very brave to ask for it. So I was so happy to be there. Uh, when I get show information, I know she's doing a workshop in New York in a couple of weeks, and then she has dates in various cities set up. So, uh, I think satellite sisters are around the country would love seeing Annabelle because it is fun and it's funny and she's a very gifted performer so uh, i was just going to ask you where we might be able to see her one woman show and so we'll keep you posted yes definitely i will keep you posted i will keep you posted hey jill we have to take a short break i'm going to tell you about an audio book i've been listening to and when we come back um what do we oh we're gonna talk about ebola okay (laughs) all right let's take a break I'm Leanne from Satellite Sisters, and I want to thank Audible for supporting the Satellite Sisters podcast. If you already listen to podcasts, which you are, if you're doing this right now, then you should already be listening to audiobooks. If you haven't made the leap, now's your chance. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the web, over 150,000 titles. And they want to give Satellite Sisters listeners a chance to download one book for free. And once you do it, you'll be hooked, just like I was. Our special URL at Audible is audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. And the book I want to recommend this month is one of the best books I have listened to slash read all year. It's called The Perfume Collector by Kathleen Tessero. I loved this story. Oh, it's it's about an inheritance from a mysterious stranger. And there's an abandoned perfume shop on the left bank of Paris. And there are three exquisite perfumes that hold a memory and a scent. And, oh, it's the story of, you know, mothers and daughters and lovers and brothers all set in the world of perfume in Paris. It's fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. Great narration on the audiobook. Just drives the story. I loved it. So if you want to download The Perfume Collector or any of the many, many titles at Audible, try it for free thanks to our special Satellite Sisters URL. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. Thanks, Audible, for your support of Satellite Sisters. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. All right, so Julie, what's happening on the ground there? Your own personal CDC. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I, I know, Leanne. I just to update you, really, I, you know, to, a couple of things that, you know, the patient, uh, the Ebola patient here in Dallas is still in critical condition. And that's all the information they've uh, released on it. But something else that has come out that I think just points to the fact that I think we all need to continue to be aware of what's going on. They mentioned that they now have put a senior care residence facility, you know, an old people's home. They've put that place on quarantine. And the reason why is because two of the four acquaintances that were closest to the Ebola patient, uh, Duncan, um, are employed at this senior care residence. Oh, okay. So now you have all these seniors, elderlies that, you know, sort of indirectly may have been exposed to, 
you know, an Ebola patient because they, you know, because two of the workers at this facility have been, you know, they did, you know, have a lot of interaction with this Ebola patient. So it's just as, you know, you just, you think, you know, we, we have one patient, we should be able to like, you know, draw a circle around it. That's what the CDC is saying. And, you know, we should be able to contain it. But then you hear about how difficult, you know, like the, you know, the level of interaction that this guy had and sort of the ripple effect in Dallas, you know, and it is, it is a little more um, difficult to contain it or to put a circle around it. One of the other people that they, um, that they are watching is a homeless man who was picked up in the ambulance that was used to transport the Ebola patient. Um, And before they knew that the Ebola patient had Ebola, and so the next patient they uh, this um, ambulance picked up was this homeless man, and they transported him to a hospital, and he was released, and they couldn't find him. So he was another person of interest that they obviously wanted to watch and quarantine because he had been in the ambulance where the Ebola patient had been, and now he had gone missing. So they had like a big manhunt to find the homeless man. They got him, but you know, it's just it just speaks to the idea that. Despite what, you know, everyone is telling us that we have the wherewithal, we have the protocols to protect people and to contain this, you know, things can slip through the net. Uh, And I think today the news coming out of Spain that a healthcare worker there that was involved in taking care of um, um, Ebola patients coming out of Africa and that she has now tested positive for Ebola really raises questions about the adequacy of precautions and medical procedures that are going on. So it's, uh, I'm going to stay on this land. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not, I don't say it's not hysteria, yeah. but when you hear about these, you know, you hear the details and the specifics of some of these situations, you just realize how difficult it is, particularly in a free country, you know, where in an you know, urban environment, there are a urban. lot of people. It's not like he was on a farm in the middle of nowhere. No, you would come in contact with a lot of people in an urban environment in the big and city. And the people, right? And the people that he come, you know, that he came in contact with have, you know, they all had contacts. So right. we're now entering the period where, if there are going to be any additional cases, according to the, you know, the local news. This would be the period where they, they'd start to see if anyone else has symptoms. And we just have to hope that no one else does. Right, right. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In no their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. Your youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and I would try to stay out of a hospital. Like I can see, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush to the ER these days, you know? And that I know is overreacting, but... Uh... That's okay. I'm allowed to. Hey, you know, why not? Just stay out of the ER is what I would say if you could help it. I feel that way about the ER in general. Just stay out of the ER. You never know what you could catch there. But now it's really true. All right, Julie, we have a couple of other follow-ups on things we talked about on Satellite Sisters. And then lo and behold, boom, next day they're in the news. Okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, this weekend, Nobel Prize, you were giving us some fast facts about the Nobel Prize. And then you mentioned that really women rarely win the Nobel Prize. Very exactly. few women have won it. And then the next day, 
today, uh, a Norwegian woman, Maybrit Moser, was named as a winner of the Nobel Prize in Medicine. So way to go, May, Bit- May Britt was her name. Yeah, and- I was very happy to hear that, Leon. That was that was great news. Uh, you know, it, it sounds like they're doing some very exciting research. You notice it was a team of three, no more than three. Right. If you have, if you have more than three, you're not going to win the Nobel Prize. And a number of husband and wife teams have won the Nobel Prize, Liam. Yes. So, now, so. I would just say this. this is, they weren't really a team in the sense they didn't do the research together. They did Correct. sort of parallel research. But here's what I don't get. The money split, you get $1.2 million. So half went to the American O'Keefe. And mm-hmm. the and the other half went jointly to the couple. So I would like to see that rectified. So if you could get on the horn with the King of Sweden, because it feels like they each should have gotten a third, right? Yeah, right? that's how we, I would do the math on it. Yeah. Third what is third. that? I, yeah. is that diminishes the contribution of the individual. So, but let's not focus on that. Let's just focus on the fact that uh, Mae Britt, who is young, she's only in her 40s. She was already run a Nobel Prize. And it was on um, research that could affect uh, Alzheimer's research. So mm-hmm. that is very interesting uh, as well. All right. So congratulations to her. All right, Julie, um, we talked about, you and I, about how much we've been enjoying toast lately and that we'd yes. like to, to bring back toast. I had and... a piece this morning, Leanne. It was delicious. <laughs> it was a whole grain toast. Yeah, really good. And we yeah. got we got some backup on uh, the Facebook page. Other people who enjoy toast as well. And then I got this email in my inbox yesterday. Um, you know, my good friend Martha Stewart. She emails me every morning, and um, she <laughs> sends helpful tips and things about weddings and recipes. And... Oh my gosh, Lynn. I know I hate to digress, but have you seen the cover of Martha Stewart October? <laughs> that like, that is the weirdest Halloween costume. So yet. weird. Okay. Oh, it is weird. It's not scary. It's not spooky. It's just weird. I, I couldn't okay. even believe it was her. Like okay. it just didn't. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry I digress, but well, it's hard not to. It was it was eye popping. But um, so yesterday I got an email that said one step to make toast even better, and I thought, how could toast be even better, right? Okay. No. Here's what she suggests, and I, I agree or disagree. This did not sound better than toast. Okay. She they suggested at Martha Stewart taking your toast. And then topping it with marmalade and cheese and broiling it. I don't think that really? sounds good. Marmalade and cheese. Orange orange marmalade? Yeah, orange cheese. marmalade. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, Leanne. I, I would have to try it because it sounds disgusting. Yeah, it but, doesn't. Um, it doesn't sound appealing to me. You know, I, I maybe apricot and feta, but orange marmalade and like a... And like a, a cheddar? Yeah, cheddar cheese. Yeah. So... Uh, well, let's I, try it, Leanne. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to make it even better, as if toast could be better. So, all right. And then finally, a couple weeks ago, Julie, you gave the Nana report from Brooklyn, right? And you were just saying, why, oh, why can't they make a better breast pump? Like, we've come so far in every innovative, you know, design for child products. Why doesn't that breast pump get better? Mm -hmm. And I think you even made a comment about driving while pumping breast milk. Yes, Yes, that's what I had. I I was on to a new trend where it seemed that busy working moms were actually wearing their, you know, their breast pumps, electric, uh, 
what battery operated breast pumps while they're in the car and that this is this is how they're what they were doing and driving at the same time all right so i got a great email from Lindsay for both of us she okay. said i'm a week behind on the tuesday show but i had to let you and julie know that i about died when i listened to the nana report from brooklyn I'm a first-time mom of a five-month-old, and I've been back at work for two months, which means my pump and I have become very good friends. I was actually pumping at work while listening to Julie's comments, and must say, (laughs) I never thought that I'd be the one pumping in the car while driving, but with over an hour commute, it seems like the best use of my time. (laughs) I do seem to drive slower and hope not to get pulled over and have to explain what is going on. She said, I'd love if they improved the technology so the thing wasn't so loud, but thankful to have milk for the baby. Thanks for bringing a little extra joy to my pumping session, Lindsay in Nebraska. So Lindsay, you are very welcome. That there you go, Julie. They're pumping. It's not just in Brooklyn. They're pumping in Nebraska while They're they drive. They're pumping and driving. Okay. <laughs> so just be on the lookout. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Those are my follow-ups. Leon, those are excellent ones. Hey, Leon, I have a question for you. Do you want to be happy? Uh, you know it. <laughs> you know I did. Well, Leon, I, I, have, I read a fantastic article about a study of a researcher out of Swarthmore, Univer- uh, Swarthmore College where you can decide to be happy, Leon. In fact, the way that you make decisions says a lot about how happy you are. How about that? Okay. Okay, and and this is, social scientists say they're basically two different types of decision makers. The first group are called the maximizers. And you know these people. They take their time to weigh out a wide range of options. They want to come up with the very best decision. They don't want to be rushed. They want to be in the best possible job. They want to make the best possible selection. So, you know, you've probably been at dinner with them at a restaurant and they're studying, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They're studying the menu, yeah. they're considering every single entree, um, you know, where if I, for me, if I see something with the word caper in it, I'm going to uh, order that item uh, re- regardless of what else is on the menu. Right. So, so, so maximizers are one group. Satisfiers are the other group. They want to sort of speed through things uh, and they want, they're very, ha- you know, they're happy with good enough okay and they gave the example of a couple of us were, <laughs> of our family <laughs> yes Leanne, yeah. yes it is it is a little like that but they gave the example of a couple trying to name a puppy where the wife had been on the internet and she had been trolling for names and she had books and she couldn't decide she had about five different options for this puppy and the husband was like hey let's name the puppy jimmy and that was it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about yeah. this is that both both maximizers and satisfiers can make make good decisions, okay? It, it's not like one is better, one style is better than the other. And for most people, you may be a maximizer in certain situations, but you, you know, and you, but you may be more of a satisfier in others. Uh, but here's the thing maximizers, while they end up making good decisions, they end up feeling badly about those decisions. Okay, we're satisfied. Oh, oh, really? The first group that does all the overthinking? Yeah, they they feel badly about their decision because they're still not convinced that this is the best. We're satisfiers. They make good decisions and they end up feeling good about it because they did it quickly. It's sort of like good enough is good enough. Okay, it really is good enough. 
Yeah, it is. It is exactly what mom told us that the galloping horse theory, which is would a galloping horse notice whatever is the situation? The fact that your hem is coming down, the fact that you have a small stain on your shirt, whatever. Okay, that's the galloping horse theory, according to Edna Dolan. Okay. And there's no difference for men and women, men, you know, men and women can be maximizers and satisfiers. Um, uh, so, but here is, a, you know, here's a couple uh, keys, key things, Leanne, that the older you get, the less you become a maximizer and the more you become a satisfier. Oh, okay. Are you surprised with that? No. I mean, cause life beats you down. So right. You're like, right? <laughs> You've just you given up. You've just given up. You're yeah. too tired. You're yeah. sick of like maximizing things, right? right? You just like, whatever. Okay. It's good enough. Okay. And you're happy with that. Okay. That, that is what goes on. But this is some good information for couples. Okay. That you have to, cause you may have a maximizer married to a satisfier. Um, is that your situation, Leon? do you think? Or do no, you have, I or think you we're both, both satisfiers, satisfiers, both maximize? We're both satisfiers. Although my, you know, I guess it's, it's circumstantial because my husband did say today we were trying to discuss like a possible real estate purchase. And he said, well, what do you want to do for the next 20 years? (laughs) I was like, what? Okay. I don't, I don't, I didn't have an answer to that. Like on the tip of my tongue. Okay. Well, (laughs) uh, you can work on that, but here's the thing for couples that sometimes what they were saying, it's whoever cares the most should choose. So let's say, let's say paint color, you want to paint a room. Okay. And maybe you're a maximizer on that particular subject area. Like you really do want to look at, you know, multiple samples, you know, um, and not just a satisfier. You're not just going to go pick, pick, you know, tell you, you know, buy a paint that Martha Stewart tells you to buy, you know, you're just going to, you want to, um, look at a variety of things. So, or car choice, you know, maybe you don't care about cars. Right. You should just let the maximizer in your family who cares about cars pick the car. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I can that see can, that. I, yeah. I think this can be a big help to people, you know? I mean, it just, it, it really, you know, if you think about the decisions you make and to think about, you know, the topics where you feel like you're a maximizer or where you feel like you're just a satisfier. But just keep in mind, satisfiers win in the end, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. I will. I'll keep that in mind. You keep that in mind, Liam? Yeah, okay. whatever. Galloping horse. Galloping horse theory <laughs> of life. Just keep that in mind. Well, Leon, it is Tuesday, and you know, I always try to have some picks and some pans uh, for you on Tuesday. And I've got a couple. I've got a couple here. So my first pick of the week, Leon, and uh, it is October, and this is state fair season, end of September, beginning of October. I just say, go to the state fair in your state. Do you have a, a state fair in California? Uh, I'm sure we do. We have a big yeah. county fair here in Los Angeles. Okay, or county fair. Oh, yes, I remember that. Well, yeah. I just, yesterday, I went with a friend, a friend who go who really is an expert on the state fair of Texas. The state fair of Texas is, actually, is held in Dallas. They have beautiful fairgrounds there. And I went, Leanne, and just had a blast. You know, we had like four hours, not a whole day. But I went with an expert, and so we just sort of hit some highlights. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer— 
Yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is <laughs> what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy <laughs> meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from pros is getting rave reviews. Lynn, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leon's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. So two grownups went to the state fair. Is that what I mean? <laughs> yes. Two grownup women. We went huh. to the state fair and we had a blast, Leon. Okay. What did first you do? 
okay, what do we do? Well, first of all, we tried, you know, they have a fried food competition every year for, you know, some fried food advocacy. This year's winner was a fried shrimp boil. So imagine, imagine a shrimp boil where you got, you know, the shrimp, the corn, the potato, all fried, all fried up. That sounds good. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. And so we had, we had some, we had some fried shrimp boil. That was delicious. Then we went to see a jumping uh, dog show, you know, cause there was lots of animals at the state fair. Yeah. And this was, these were trick dogs, which just, <laughs> you know, you got to love them. These dogs were sure. good. They could yeah. jump, they could catch Frisbees, the agility training. There was nothing they couldn't do. And I just sat there and laughed and thought about dragging Zorro around the block. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It just, nice. so that was fun, fun, fun. We certainly went to see, they have a whole area for performances and we happened to catch a one woman show. It was a woman doing some songs from chorus line. She was out there all by herself on stage, tap dancing, singing her heart out. Wow. Land. That is brave. She, she was good land. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's just solid entertainment that way. We quickly then moved to the crowd. And ironic to do a one woman show of, a chorus line. <laughs> but there's some good numbers in there. Lynn. Great numbers. And Great she numbers. just sold it, Lee. And she had a big smile on her face. She just, she owned it. And uh, so we gave her a big round of applause for that. But then we moved over to the craft pavilion. You know, this is where they have big craft. I thought for, I thought for a second you said the crack pavilion. I was like, well, no wonder you enjoyed it. No, yeah, craft, no, we, craft, craft pavilion. Okay. Crafts, arts and crafts. Okay. You know, they have the quilt competition. They had crochet. They had, you know, that holiday stuff. I mean, there were some excellent, uh, excellent things, Leanne. And then we went to the food pavilion, Leanne, where you can buy, you know, where they had the plum jelly competition. Oh, I bet they that the was good. Cake bake, bake off. Just good times, Leanne. And, you know, you don't, I mean, you, so I would recommend going to the state fair. Take a girlfriend. Don't take any of those kids. Just go, go with the girlfriend and have some fun. No idea. Well, I just, I'm, I'm trying to envision uh, two grown women on a Monday afternoon at the state fair, but good for you. I'm glad you had a good time. Good time. We did, Leanne. We had a blast. And right. I want to go back next year. All right, okay. pick. State Fair. Okay, that was a pick. State Fair of Texas, but go to your state or county fair. Okay. Here is a pan for you, Leanne. Um, now, you know I like uh, your namesake, Liam Neeson. You know? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's who you're named after, isn't it, <laughs> yeah. Liam? Liam Neeson? I have the utmost respect for him. He made, he really paved the way for my name and many other little boys named Liam. So I feel very close to him. Okay, you feel close to Liam Neeson, yeah. and you know he makes he makes a fine movie. It's called Taken. Yeah, You've seen it. Taken. It, well, one, he keeps making it. I mean, he's made it like ten times now. Yeah, Taken <laughs> one, Taken two, right. Taken on the plane. It's the same movie. It's the so, same movie. Yep. So I bet I've got some bad news. Oh no! He, somehow his latest Taken movie, which I was ho- I was hoping it was going to be Taken three. It's called Walk Amongst the Tombstones. Oh. It's just bad, Leon. It's oh, really? I, it, it's wrong, Leon. It's it's all violence with just no nothing. No, re- there's no redeeming quality. He's not saving anyone good. He's trying to protect some drug lords in this one. So it's just bad. So it's a pan. Oh, Big I'm pan. sorry to hear that because I yeah. believe the writer and director is Scott Frank, who is mm-hmm. just a really uh, 
He wrote Minority Report, and he's a good writer. He's actually, I worked with his wife. So, okay. All right, Julie, if that's, if that's the way you feel. Okay. No, it's not, not only me. I, I went with international uh, business husband there, okay. and he, he didn't like it either, Liam. Huh. And he lo- he'll watch Taken pretty much any night of the week. Right. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yes. Yeah, I- you can you see that? So, so, that's, so that's a pan. Okay, I got another pick for you, Leanne. Do you know today is Putin's, uh, Vladimir Putin's birthday? So, um, and uh, just, I didn't know just, that. I did not yes, know that. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. But I read a great book that I want to mention. It's called The Shivago Affair. And this, it's The Shivago Affair, Kremlin, CIA, and the Battle for a Forbidden Book. And this is the history of the writing of Pasternak's Dr. Shivago oh. and the role that the CIA played in trying to distribute this book because they saw it as, you know, part of the Cold War propaganda and felt like it would really be because it was a forbidden book in Russia. And so the CIA helped to distribute this book in the West. And they did it at the World's Fair in Belgium in 1958 at the Vatican Pavilion, Leon. Okay. Really? At- Yes, Leon. So it's a fascinating story written by the Washington Post uh, reporter who lived and worked in Moscow. And um, I, if you like Dr. Shivago, if you like uh, spy stuff, uh, it's a it's a very fascinating read. It's called the Shivago Affair. Okay, All right. make sure you um, uh, send me that information. I will. I'll put it on the website too. Okay, and then my final pan, Leon. I need an answer from all the cat lovers, all the people that have cats out there. I have something that has just been on my mind that I just don't know the answer to. What is it about cat food commercials? Why is it that we need to see close-ups of cat food? That they have you noticed this, Leanne? Anytime yeah. there's a cat, we we see really see the delicacy. We see the whatever meat and yeah, as if food. we're supposed to want to eat it ourselves. Yes. Now, why is that? You don't, don't see that with dogs. No. Okay, with dogs, it's always just. The wagging tail, the rear end, you know. Yeah. And, the beautiful uh, dog running through the high grass. You, you yeah. don't see the dog food. No. What is it? Uh, cat, cat lovers, please explain this to me. Does that make a difference to you to see that revolting cat food up close on <laughs> cat food commercials? <laughs> I want to know the answer to now this. Now you're daring people, but okay. <laughs> it's yeah, revol- it is a mystery, right? It, it's Yeah, it is a mystery. Yeah. It is yeah. a mystery. Okay. okay. So those, those are my picks. Quite a range. <laughs> we did a range there, Leanne. Quite <laughs> a range. All right. Well, I was able to secure uh, the People magazine this week featuring the wedding of George and Amal. And it's certainly worth seeking out. Julie, you said you went to go get one and it was all I sold out. Sold out, Leanne. Sold out. They just had some old People magazines They that's gone. Yeah. So. Well, I found one at the Ralphs and La Cunata. Uh, longtime satellite sister listener Michelle works there. So she helped me check out yesterday. And I said, Michelle, we're going to talk about this on the show. So I'm glad you have this here. And it's 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 quite a spread, Julie, I have to say. I know you can get the pictures online, but it is like a 15-page spread in the magazine. And it makes you think a couple of things. First of all, it makes you think it's very weird to be a celebrity. You know what I mean? 
I mean, because at the at the essence, these are just normal wedding photos. You know, I mean, it's just group shots and the best man hugging people, and there they are walking down the aisle. But but it's like Matt Damon and Bill Murray, like mm-hmm. at the wedding, which is weird. Uh, so it makes Can you, you imagine having Bill Murray at a wedding? Would that be fun? I it would be great, right? Yeah, it would be yeah. great. So uh, it's it's great to be a celebrity and have Bono at your wedding and Bill Murray, and then at the same time, it's weird. Uh, two. If you're wondering if all of the women in Amal's family have the same beautiful hair, yes, they do. Her sister has spectacular hair as well, Julie. Her sister, Tala, uh, she's a uh, a Lebanese – or no, she's not a designer. She's in a Lebanese designer, so never mind. She Mm. has equally beautiful hair as Tala, as Amal. So there you go. They all have beautiful hair. Uh, I was wondering – if she changed for the reception, because that's quite a Hollywood trend. And yes, she did. She changed. She in, did. Yes, she changed into an Oscar de la Renta, Renta mini dress, and it's adorable. And so there's a great shot of her with George and then all of his guests in their black tie. But it's sort of the end of the evening, so they've got their ties off and stuff. And that's a good shot. So, and I, then, I never understand changing that. I mean, you've got this gorgeous wedding dress, and the dress was spectacular. Right. Not wear it all night. I mean, you can always wear a mini dress, but uh, that's just me, Leanne. She did change. Yeah, she did change. Uh, And then finally, you know, no matter how beautiful Amal is, or many of the women at the wedding, no one will ever be more beautiful than Cindy Crawford. And that is... (laughs) Oh, Just, yes. So, yeah. I mean, she was a guest at the wedding. I get very good friends with George Clooney. Her husband was the best man. He's also very attractive. But honest to goodness, Cindy Crawford, like, she's a showstopper. I don't I don't even know why How you would invite her to now? the wedding. She's, she's like, in her 50s now? No, Cindy she's Crawford? my age. She's, like, 48. Oh, okay. she's, oh like, she's young. So young. Well, so I'm not in my 50s, okay? You are it's not, Leah. just okay. a fact. We don't. <laughs> it's an actual fact. So I think Cindy Crawford and I were born just about the same year. So she's either, yeah, I think she's just about my age. So uh, so there's a beautiful picture of her and her husband and Bono and his wife. So there you go. Just a few observations from So George if you're Clinton's planning wife. a wedding, probably don't invite Cindy yeah. Crawford to your wedding. Do invite you... Bill Murray. Don't invite Cindy Crawford because she's <laughs> just good. And get get better hair. I mean, that hair, they all have fantastic hair. Okay, what do we got now? Oh, okay, oh, the Twin Cities uh, event. Julie, didn't you want to mention that? Yes, I did, Leanne. It's a big event. It's coming up this Thursday. Satellite Sisters in the Twin City area. There's, this is your time to get together. It's going to be at Pinstripes in Edina, uh, which sounds which sounds good. If you go to the Facebook page, there's all kinds of directions there, very specific directions, too, about how to, how to get to Pinstripes. And... Uh, and that's something. So there's going to be a whole group of people sitting around talking, talking a little bit about us. But uh, hopefully they're going to have a lot of fun with each other, too. Yeah, this is a group. We we did not organize it. It's a self-organized group in the Twin Cities area. Sue Shaughnessy on the Facebook page. If you're not in our group, it's a good reason to join if you're in the Twin Cities. She's kind of worked this out. 6 p.m. Thursday, October 9th at Pinstripes in Edina. More information on the Facebook page. Uh, it's 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 not us. We won't be there, but other people will be there. So we wish you uh, a great time. Have a good time, everybody. But it is fun. We know we know from the Cape Cod meetup, Leah, yeah. people uh, that you are going to meet other like-minded people. You're going to have a lot of fun. So uh, enjoy and have a good time. Yeah. 
What else you have on tap for this week? Leanne, actually, I have a road trip coming up, Leanne. Oh, okay. <laughs> you probably don't even know. I do. I have a road trip. We Again, we are battling for... Flat, Sta- my- Flat Stanley needs to go to the Grand Canyon or... What? No, we're battling for parent uh, parent of the year award. We yeah. are taking we're taking a, uh, uh, my international business husband and I are taking a road trip where we are driving a car from Denver, Colorado to Brooklyn, New York. Uh, this is uh, this is we, we there's a spare car that became available, um, and we are going to take this to our to our son and daughter in law and uh, baby Josephine in Brooklyn, New York. So we have this wildly complicated plan. Where we're flying to Denver. Well, my husband. Well, that's what you specialize in. You specialize in wildly complicated plans. But I, because I can't leave, I have some babysitting requirements here in town. So I'm actually flying to Omaha, Nebraska, land, where I've never been before. I've never been to Omaha. Okay. My husband's going to pick me up there, and then we're going to continue to drive, drive on to Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. And we're going to drop off this car. So. Road trip this week, Leanne. Have you ever done this leg of the cross-country trip? No, I have never been yeah. on this leg. I've done, you know, California to Colorado, Texas to Colorado. That's about the extent of it. As I was explaining to one of my friends here, we never took road trips as children because there were eight of us. So that was the, <laughs> the, last, the last place our parents wanted to do is like be in the car with us, right? So that that we just... We had a little trip to Washington, which you didn't make, Lynn, right. as I recall. But that was it. So, no, I'm sort of excited about this. I'm going through. I've never been to Nebraska. I think it will be very interesting to see. And it's October, so the weather should be good. What and is that? Is that the 40 you're taking? I don't know, Lynn. I'm not okay. in charge. <laughs> I don't know. If you know what road we should be on. I think on, it's the 40. Between. The 40 or 80. I think it's 80. It's like the northern. Is it eight? Oh, it's the northern. Yeah. Okay. We're taking All right. the northern route. You, have you done this, Lynn? Have you been through these fine states? I've, well, I feel like I've driven through Nebraska, but maybe I haven't. I mean, I've driven coast to coast several times. So uh, it's, it seems we used like to go fun. through like maybe Kansas and North Texas. And so that was the 40. That's the, that's the southern route. Yeah. yeah. We're doing the north. We're going the northern route. Yeah. Lane. One time we yeah. drove the northern route and then dropped down. I think Monica and I did that. We drove from uh, Washington, D.C. to California one year or so. Um, but that was a while ago. That was good with no air conditioning. Awesome. It, uh, it's, it seems like a young person's uh, <laughs> sports, this drive across the country. Yeah. But, well, I'll let you know, Liam. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going back. Remember last year I did, I was the auctioneer at that uh, cancer support uh, community fundraiser where it was a ladies night out, all ladies. And then for some reason they had a stripper that performed. Do you remember that? Yes, I do, Leah. I'm it going back. Classic. You're going back. Going Is back. Stripper coming back. Too? I don't, I didn't even ask. I don't want, I want to be surprised. Somebody takes their clothes off. I don't want to know about it ahead of time. So, um, <laughs> I am going, going back as the auctioneer. So, uh, so there you go, uh, to raise money for a great organization that supports, um, cancer patients and their families, uh, before, uh, during and after cancer treatment. So, uh, looking forward to that ladies night out on Friday. That's what I'm doing this week. Um, all right, everybody don't forget, uh, you can always go to the website to find links to things like the audible link. It's audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. If you want to get in on the free audiobook deal and, um, Julie have a safe trip. So when do you go? <laughs> Thursday. Lincoln. Okay. All right. Good. Good for that. Good for you. I don't <laughs> All right. Well, touch base if you're going to be in around next Tuesday. So, okay. Oh, no, no. I'll be back by Tuesday. Okay. 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 That's what you think. <laughs> That's what you think. 
All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.